really do. You're a 21 year old punk fucking kid. This grandpa's given you everything all your fucking life. You've never had a car payment, a house payment. Everything you live in was given to you by grandpa. You fucking don't know what it's like to work for a fucking living like I do. To bust my fucking ass and do what I do. And you know what, Sean? You fucked me, and that's the way you got it. But you know what? Your grandpa's money will run out someday, and you'll have to feast for yourself. Get a fucking job, you piece of shit. Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast. I am Sean Waltreff from Cali Comfort Barbecue, here with my man, Derek Marceau, Valley Farm Market. And it is Barbecue Week. Bet on barbecue. This is what we uh, This is what we train for. This is it. This is like game time. This we're, is game ready time. ready to go. It's, Super Bowl uh, week. It's exciting. I got some good sleep last night. Yeah? You, you know, sleep? I did. Really? I, did. I actually two, two uh, kids? kind of told my wife that that was going to be the last night we were going <laughs> to have some sleep and... I don't plan on sleeping for the next four days. Yeah, so. yeah. Should be exciting. Should be fun. Um, but we're already pumped, man. We're already fucking getting a bunch of stuff done, getting the trucks loaded today. Trophies are in. Yeah. Chris just texted me right now. He's loading the Grand Reserve in the car right FLB now to bring over. FLB Laser. Yeah. He's, oh, uh, my God. That guy is they fucking something They do some else. unreal work. He we're does. We're really, really fired up. So, like, getting epic trophies that people are proud it's of huge. It's, it's, it goes it's huge back name. to what we talk about on this podcast you know we talk about business we talk about marketing but if you're going to do something you better do it right and if we're going to make a trophy it better be something that someone's going to be excited to get well i want them to be able to display it everywhere i want Absolutely. them to be proud of it this is going to be like the, the raddest trophy that they're going to get you know yeah. i don't want to give them just another trophy that they've gotten every other competition i want it to be something different and something they can say shit i want to come back and get another trophy absolutely know? yeah you got to check out freaking laser beams on instagram we'll put freaking laser we'll beams. put all that stuff in our show notes um yeah george recoy also from loyal and dedicated he hooked up the logo for this year he he wants to mix it up every year kind of like the super bowl logo so, that so sexy ev every year we can get something sexy for the polos and the hats and all that but have you got our polos and hats yet <laughs> <laughs> oh wait not yet they're coming, uh, they're coming. i'm leaving i don't have a, a hat yet <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you can't leave you can't leave we just brought you into town yeah we're uh with with that we uh want to introduce our next guest um one of my favorite guys in barbecue. He's just an awesome guy. Arlie Bragg. Welcome, my friend. Arlie Bragg. You, um, you're the self-proclaimed Don King of barbecue. <laughs> or is there, is, there, is there actually a media outlet that calls you the Don King? Well, I don't know. It's because of the hair. You know? Look at the hair. Well, welcome, welcome. Um, hopefully your trip with uh, Joyce was easy to come in and... Hopefully this is an event that you guys uh, enjoy coming to as well. This, uh, I mean, San Diego, you really can't beat it, but we're happy to have you. Yeah, second year for the Del Mar Barbecue State Championship up at the Del Mar Races. I uh, put a photo actually up on Facebook today of Del Mar Grill Fest in 2013, which was kind of one of the, the birth of this event was they put on a grill fest up there and uh, Craig Dato, who runs the track, they had a Weezer concert, so they invited, you know, 30, there were supposed to be barbecue restaurants um, up there. We ended up being one out of two restaurants, I believe. Really? Yeah. Who are the, the other people? The other, the other restaurants were like Hooters and, you know, just basically other people selling not even barbecue. Did they bring their servers? <laughs> No. It was the the food ran out. The, out there? the, the, food, the food ran out within one within one hour of wow. the event opening up. 
And like that's just one of the one of the reasons why it makes so much sense to have a KCBS barbecue event up at Del Mar is because when you're talking about twenty thousand people coming to the track, it's completely different than any other barbecue event where, you know, this people are coming for horse racing. This people are going to come for barbecue as well as horse racing. Absolutely. Which, Once they smell it in the grandstands, they're going to come down, eat it up, and uh, we are very prepared for whoever would like to come this weekend yes. on Sunday and try some great Q. We got um, almost sixty teams, a bunch of restaurants serving up all different styles of barbecue. Um, we're excited. We'll be out there. I know you. You'll be out there, of course, with, with <laughs> us. Um, my son. But, my son will be out there. Too. Yeah, my both my sons uh, born to work. Every every event I usually do, my sons tend to find a way to get sick. Yeah, and uh, I remember last I year do. they had 103 I temperature. I remember and that. And then trying to Spring Valley barbecue. Spring they Valley were, barbecue. They were sick yep. for that too. Growing up, so we're hoping that um, get a clean Let's bill of health. Some, gets get them some vitamin C. Yeah, and they can uh, make it down because they're going to love it. I mean, Dalton's getting to the age now where he's just, you know. Loving food and and Decker, he's one and a half. Man, that guy fucking eats so much, yeah, so much. I'll just be like more, Daddy, right. Daddy, more. I'm like sure, bud. Let's go try some good Q. Well, the coolest thing about this is that you know we we started this podcast so that we could talk about business, we could talk about entrepreneurship, events, marketing, all the things that have allowed us to be where we are today and to put on you know this amazing event with these KCBS teams and then to meet people like Gene Goykachea and, you know, his best friend, Arlie. Um, Arlie, let's, let's go back to the beginning. When, uh, when did you get the barbecue bug? When did, you, when did you get infected with the virus? Well, it happened when I was very young, eight and nine years old. My grandfather barbecued all the time. So he had a pit in the, in the barn, and he did it the old-fashioned way by burning the coals outside and then shoveling them in the door and spreading around. And they'd put three or four hogs on there at, at the holidays and smell up the neighborhood and people would stop and want to buy it, but it was just for the family. So we had a big family reunion. He had his own recipes and he had about eight kids. He never shared his recipes with his kids. Wow. <laughs> so to, to this day, none of them knew any of his recipes. So where he were you, died where with were you all born? the recipes. Where were you born? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. 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 So that must've been a big pit. I mean, it Three was, and, and believe it or not, a couple years ago, my wife and I decided to get out of the traditional neighborhood and get a little land and, and build a catering facility in the house. So we actually found his old property. No and way. And the house was gone, and it was a old house. The lake that came into Nashville took his house. So they built a house on the other side of the lake, and he built a, like a two-car brick old block garage. The pit is still there. Oh, my God. Everything else is gone. I mean, and this is this was, you know, back in the early '60s. So we had to go draw the water for him. He didn't have running water. Didn't have. He, Don't he, tell the health he, department. He, <laughs> he had an outhouse, and and so it was all demolished and gone because somebody was going to build there. Sure. And then they started building the neighborhood next door, and that's not what they wanted. So this it's still sitting today. I could take you right to it. Wow. Pit looks just like it did forty years ago. Wow. Well, I know me and Sean have already talked about it. I can't wait to get out there. We'll, we'll go out there some. We got a few trips planned here soon, but um, you'll I, look I, good I, in your Daisy Dukes. Oh, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, actually one of the real reasons I want to go out there. We're, gonna, we're, we're to going to show those off. <laughs> we're going Facebook Live with those Daisy Dukes for sure. Tie your shirt up, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Midriff. I mean, I'm all in. 
I'm definitely all in, but we don't. We definitely want to see that. We have family up in Lebanon and Tennessee, so we'll. Uh, so that's get about eight miles from my house. Exactly. So we'll uh, go and and share and see Tennessee. We can't wait. So after, so you grew up, you know, watching your dad cooking barbecue, not feeding the family, not passing on his recipes. How did uh, how did you, as a young man, start working into barbecue? Well, I got married. Ooh-hoo. My wife worked for Jack Daniels. Nice. 26 years ago, they started their first cook-off. All the employees had to work. So we'd go this down is Lynchburg, there. Tennessee, right? Lynchburg. We'd drive from Nashville. Dry to County. So dry for, those, County. for those that don't know, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Dry County, where they distill the Jack Daniels. So if you want liquor there, you have to drive two miles and 32 steps. <laughs> <laughs> To the front door of the liquor store. <laughs> so, but uh, we'd go down there to work, and she's not a night owl. So seven or eight, she's ready to to go to bed, and I'd drop her to the hotel, and I'd go hang out with the the cooks all night long. So you had Willie Helms and Head Country, Flower of the Flame, and Mike Mills, and a bunch of the the old guys who've passed on or retired now. Mike and Mills I, is still I, going strong. Mike Mills at Memphis Barbecue yeah. is still going strong. Yeah, 17th Street, Mike Mills. Is- I guess I learned the most from John Willingham. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he taught me a lot. So we'd hang out with those guys and learn how to barbecue. And just one thing led to another. Um, we bought our first house, and it seemed like all the neighbors around us were in the music industry. So one guy said, let's, let's – uh, buy a barbecue pit and start catering a few bluegrass shows. So that's that's where my catering business got started. Nice. And then we're like, okay, let's enter a few barbecue cook-offs. And when you said a little pit, I mean, what, what was the first pit you guys did for your caterings? It was a close pit, so it was like a seven-foot-long, 30-inch barrel. So it, it would do quite a bit yes. of food. and So we'd do little bluegrass showcases. In the music industry in Nashville, when when they get off work, you got to do your album showcase right then. If they go home, they're not coming back out. Right. Mm-hmm. So at five o'clock, we'd be serving barbecue at a bar somewhere or something, and and they would do a showcase of five or six songs, and and so it just got started that way. And then what year was this? Oh gosh, uh, I, I take us back. Take, take us, us back. back. Well, you know, I look good for 90. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, probably late 80s. Late 80s? Because I, I imagine Tennessee's changed a lot. Downtown Tennessee. And I yeah. mean, when I went out there, I went out there with Scott. Jesus, it must have been 2006 when we hit up. We went to Nashville. We went to uh, Jack Daniels, Lynchburg. We went actually, we went to Memphis too. So we hit up Rendezvous. Yeah, we, we did a, our you own. You mean where they boil ribs? Where they boil? Do they boil ribs? <laughs> those, uh, those dry rub ribs? Is that a joke in Tennessee? No, it's the, <laughs> no it's the truth. <laughs> fair uh, enough, fair enough. Um, so it, it is different now. How, how has downtown uh, Tennessee changed? It has gotten so commercial with, with all the little honky-tonks. Mm-hmm that they've actually had to take two lanes away from the traffic at night for all the people on the street. So, really? Really? It's almost so, turned into like a Beale Street? Like a Beale Street wow. or a, a Mini Vegas where there's 15,000 people on the wow. streets at night. And 
and they go from bar to bar. There's probably 30 bands playing every night in all the little hole-in-the-wall places, and you got Tootsies and Robert's Western Wear, and they're all side-by-side, side and there's a band in every, every one of them. I can't imagine how electric the city was for when the Predators were in the Stanley Cup. You cannot imagine. You I can't couldn't imagine. even get down through the streets. Absolutely I mean, there'd be, incredible. There'd be the 30,000 in the arena and 100,000 in the streets. Jeez. Yeah. We, it, we, it was, we were told in San Diego that sports, though, isn't, isn't good for your city. So yeah. we, don't, we don't do yeah. sports here anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, yeah, sports, yeah no. we don't need that. We, we've got the team, beach. Get rid of this team. Yeah, we're fine. Put no money into it. Yeah, that's great. Yep. That's great. So let's uh, let, let's talk about you started the catering business and then what then then how did you uh, progress along? Well, we decided we'd do a few barbecue cook-offs, and so we went and we heard our name called. And it this just, is Kansas City Barbecue Kansas Society. City Barbecue. Who taught you about Kansas City Barbecue Society? Like the actual sanctioning, and was that when you were doing the Jack, Jack Daniels as a Jack Daniels. KCBS event? Right, they were sanctioned by kansas city barbecue society and so it just sort of took off from there like i said we got our name called a few times what was the team name arley q arley q so um then i noticed there was nobody traveling putting on barbecue contests so i started throwing my name out there and uh, uh i got the don king of barbecue from chris Lilly. From Big Bob Gibson. <laughs> yep. Yep. So a lot of people know that name. Yeah, for he sure. He said, You do so many contests, you're the Don King sauce. of Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> so now, after 160 barbecue contests or so, I, I guess I can claim it. That's Jeez. awesome. So you've put on over 160? 160 plus. Yes. 160 plus. And you're talking about. I quit counting. <laughs> I, I ran out of hands and fingers and toes. How many? How many do in a year now? Uh, I think I had 16 this year. 16. So I've got, uh, obviously, we got the one this weekend at Del Mar, and then I've got one in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. It's our 11th year there. Okay. And then the last one is uh, Payson, Arizona. Uh, it's a barbecue and testicle festival. Nice. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'll I, be was, there. I was hoping y'all would donate. <laughs> how have you, how they're really you they're branding it as a testicle event. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see this. Well, it was let's a testicle on that. It was a testicle event. Period. And so this year they've decided to add barbecue. Oh, it was a straight testicle event. <laughs> and, and and so they are going to do barbecue, and the teams were were going to do testicles is the uh anything but category <laughs> so and so now as i understand it i think they're just gonna have some being sold off to the side or something so the teams don't have to deal with that which really disappoints me because i went <laughs> bought some of those big bull nuts that you right. see hanging from the tailgate to trucks and stuff that was going to be the right. trophies <laughs> those would be good trophies oh man so now doing all these events throughout the years, how, how has it been changing? How, what, what do you see in all these different events? Where's it going? How many, how many dec has it been a, at least a decade of putting on professional barbecue contests? Yeah, I think I did my first one in about 89. In yeah. 89, yeah. So Nashville Shores in Nashville, which is a RV park on the lake. And, and it was just easy. You sit at the gate, you're in spot number three, you're in spot number four. And, right. And um, it progressively got harder. Uh then it was uh, you pulled up your pickup truck, you had a pop-up tent, and your grills and your smokers, and you went and set up. Now everybody's got 
$100,000 motorhomes and $20,000 trailers and $15,000 barbecue pits. And instead of that 10 by 10 space, they're wanting 20 by 60 and 30 by 40s and things like that. And a few years ago, it started going the opposite way. It started getting smaller, but now it started getting bigger again. Yeah, it's probably with the uh, the big, uh, you know, crash of the market and everything. People probably didn't have as much money to to buy all those things, and now it's starting to come back a little bit. You know, and people are starting. Yeah, to definitely. How all all the food TV shows, Pitmasters and Chopped, and all those, has really turned the public on to barbecue. So it's really gotten huge across the United States yeah. and even Europe. We we as KCBS uh, have fifty contests in Europe now. Five zero? 50 yeah. contests. That's amazing. Holy shit. Who's putting Croatia, on? Croatia. Do you know who's putting on those? <laughs> oh, who, who's, who's, you see who's, that picture? No. Look at that picture. That, just, <laughs> <laughs> look at that Don King. Y'all, Don King y'all are Barbie. digging deep, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're digging deep. <laughs> we got some good uh, photos. We'll share them on our notes of uh, Arlie that we're putting up on the screen right now. But um, that's, that's pretty So 50 pretty contests funny. in Europe. That's, I mean, one of the things we talk about on this podcast is it's amazing the growth of barbecue worldwide i mean we have people in australia i mean we talked about it when i went on man meat barbecue uh on their podcast they i mean there's people tuning in in canada there's people you know in australia there's people all across europe and they're fascinated with fire and it it's it's no joke because it's been going on since the beginning of man you know it's just how barbecue now with the internet and being able to share on instagram and share photos of you know, what people are cooking with fire and how they're slow cooking and offset cooking. Uh, it's pretty cool to see all the different, you know, just the enthusiasm towards right. towards the sport of barbecue. It, is, it has taken off. I, I know when I first started in KCBS, we probably had four or 5,000 members. Now we have 22,000. Yeah. 22,000. What's the so annual got, membership? Uh, it, it it's hanging right around twenty two thousand right now. Yeah, how much does it cost for somebody to join? Casey, and anybody 50, can join. Fifty dollars a year. So anybody can join fifty dollars a year, and that gives you access to the bullshit. The bullshit. The, the the website, so you can look up and see where all the contests are in your area, and there's recipes and articles, and and uh, so we have probably about eight to nine thousand barbecue teams that are just registered with us. And about 17,000 certified judges who have all taken a class to learn the criteria that we use to judge barbecue. And what's that criteria for those? It's appearance, taste, and tenderness. So, you know, we teach you that when you bite a rib, everybody, you always hear fall off the meat ribs. You want the meat to fall off the bones. Well, if you actually think about that, that's overcooked. Sure. That's why it's falling off the bone. Or it might be boiled. Could be boiled. <laughs> so, you know, we teach you that when you take a bite of a of a rib from a championship barbecue team, the meat should stay on the bone except for the bite that you took. And then if you watch the bone, it'll proceed to turn sort of chalky looking and sort of dry up, and that right. means it was perfectly cooked. If it just all falls off the bone and you – push it up against the roof of your mouth, you'll actually see how mushy it really is. Right. Yeah, no, we, we, we do that here, too. We've got away from the, the fall off the bone and really trying to focus on it, having just a little bit of firmness to it. So it, right. you take a bite, and just that bite comes off. And 
you know, once you do it enough, you, you, you find out how to do it. It's, it's actually a far better rib. Um, that's the way we like it. And Absolutely. You guys are big tri-tip people out here, right? Big tri-tip people. Man. California, big tri-tip people. My dad. Can't even buy it in Tennessee. Really? Yeah, really. Jeez. You have to order Still? it. Still? Still. Wow. Still. Wow, that's amazing. Occasionally, Sam's Club will have it, but it's always. What are they doing with that meat? It's always got lemon pepper it on us. it or something. Giving it to us. Selling yeah. it. Selling <laughs> it. Selling it to us. Selling it to us Californians. No, we, uh. My dad was always telling me about tri-dip and how good it was, and I honestly think it's probably the most underutilized piece of meat. It's uh, it's such a, you know, it's not a weight-bearing muscle, and it's off the bottom sirloin. It's got such a, uh, I mean, you can cook steaks, you can slice it real thin and put it in fajitas, you can do a bunch of different things with it. We smoke them, um, but they used to grind them. How do you get them in the papers? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, they're they're great. I mean, we're we're big fans. I mean, shit, we probably go through a couple thousand pounds a week of tri-tip here at the store. So there's probably not that much in the whole state of Tennessee. That's crazy. <laughs> right. I can't I can't believe that that people aren't uh, taking that. But you know, people are real big fans of brisket. You know, personally, um, I'm not a huge fan of, of brisket. I've had some really good brisket before, but if I can have a brisket or a tri-tip, I usually tend to go towards the tri-tip. I like the the texture of the tri-tip better i like the taste of the tri-tip better um but you know it's to each their own it's not right or wrong right uh, i think one of the things that we talk about you know as far as organizations and growth like we're talking about the growth of the sport of barbecue kansas city barbecue society because they have such high standards and leadership they've been able to grow i mean they just opened up a brand new absolutely incredible headquarters in Kansas City that, you know, Gene, we were, Rosie and I were so fortunate to be able to go and see that pretty much in construction. They weren't even open, but Carolyn Wells, right. you know, she took us through and showed us, you know, this is where they're going to put on, you know, cooking, cooking classes. This is, you know, the huge world globe of where all these barbecue events are actually taking place. Um, and we actually got to go and see the old office, which is, you know, just pretty much a little tiny you know, little tiny, tiny shack that, you know, that's humble beginnings, began, humble though. beginnings. Yeah. Um, and that's really what barbecue is all about. Uh, tell us about, you know, your, your path into now being on the Kansas city board, uh, board of directors. It is quite an adventure. I can tell you. So <laughs> it's uh, slow to get anything done with 12 members as I guess any board that big would be, but we are moving forward and, and looking to some new adventures how many years have you been on the board? Uh, I think I've been on five years total. I've got one more year to go. It's a three-year term, mm-hmm. and then I can run again, and then you have to set out a year. So I am on the nominating committee, so I expect that uh, you guys will be putting your name in. <laughs> <laughs> and were you ever on the board when Gene was on the board? I was on the board. Uh, so you and Gene were both on the board? Yeah, we were Ooh, being, I, I, we I were being some, instigators. I, I, want, I want some meeting notes from that. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see the meeting if notes. If I could have been that. a fly on the wall for uh, that. Listen we to that caused shit. lots of trouble. Yeah. I would have loved a Facebook Live. Just for the that. fun of it. Right? I like it. That's <laughs> right? awesome. So, so, so you can do six six years and then you have to take a, take a year off? Take a year off. Okay. Yeah. Sean, so you're up. I'm up. I'll, I'll nominate you this year, and you Look, can. Uh, we'll, we'll run. We'll run that by Rosie and see yeah, what she says. Exactly. Can I nominate my son? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, like we said, because Kansas City Barbecue Society 
they have such high standards for the judging process and for to be a uh, certified barbecue judge and to be a master judge. That's why we obviously that's why the growth has happened the way that it has. Um, and now of, with it getting into Europe, it's even really getting bigger when the the European teams, South African, uh, Japanese teams started coming over to cook at Jack Daniels. It was completely different. A lot of those teams, especially from Europe, they don't like smoke on the meat. Yeah. So they would cook with the firebox door open. Yeah. So I was always part of a German team, and we would have to practically hire somebody to sit up all night and keep their foot up against the firebox door. <laughs> no way. To, to keep ke- it closed. To keep it closed. No way. So... I went back to the hotel, come back the next morning. He's still sleeping with his foot on a brickle block. The door's closed. I'm like, all right. Right. He didn't open the door. So I opened the pit, and the meat's in turkey bags. Oh, Christ. Oh, that's so, so funny. So, but that year, we, we actually won first place in four. Did really? you? So. There you go. So. The, Have you been to any of these competitions out in Europe yet? I did go, uh, believe it or not, I was in Rome, Italy on 9-11. And we had been cooking brisket in the Alps at a, at a beef show. Wow. So we cooked some brisket and what you would know as a Danish rib, a little bitty yep. two-inch rib. And uh, and then we got caught there for a couple of days. And How are they putting on these contests with, uh, with certified judges? They've actually are running classes over there now. Really? That's fantastic. So they have classes, they have uh, schools to teach those guys how to cook like we cook and put the smoke on the meat. Because over there, the way they cook is more culinary and they want to carve little animals out of radishes and stuff like that and, right. and garnish that we don't have. Uh, I know Gene ran the, the World Barbecue Association event in, in Imperial Beach in 2000. And there was all kind of stuff in the box, yeah. you know, carved out animals. And and uh, we had, a, I believe it was a Croatian team that we had to get a big log. And they actually dug out the middle of their log to cook in. Really? Yeah, it took them two days. Jesus. To hollow out this, I mean, it was like a five-foot big around log. I don't know where Gene found it at. But, <laughs> so. Give him, give him enough time, he'll find anything. So let, let's let's go to when you met Gene. Oh, gosh. I met Gene in probably 1998. I ran the World Barbecue Association event in Lebanon, of all places. There you go. And uh, I had teams from South Africa and Britain. And, you know, I had like. 12 international teams. So we had 72 teams total. And Gene came out with David Close, Paul Kirk. And so we had a big party. And I met Gene there, and he invited me out to San Diego. So we come and, and stayed with Gene a couple of days. Just a wonderful person. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, so I get home, and I'm walking in the house, and the phone's ringing already. And it's, <laughs> and it's David Close. And he said, I already heard you had a great time in, in California. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I can't go back. And he said, why? I said, because Gene tried to pay for everything. (laughs) (laughs) I 
I said, you know, that that's nice. He said, well, you just got to get over that. That's Gene's entertainment. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what he does. Man. Gene has hospitality in his blood. He, he, he if does. He, if, so. if, you, if you're welcome into that inner circle, he's uh, you become family very quick. But you have to, you kind of have to call it like you see it. And yep. I think that's probably why you guys get along so well is you're probably too transparent. There's no, there's zero filter. Well, that's what we always heard, right? Like about the competitions and stuff. It's, you know, when I was talking to Gene about throwing these competitions and doing everything, he's like, well, we can get Arlie. And I'm like, well, what happens if this? He's like, you don't worry about that. You let Arlie worry about that because <laughs> he's a no bullshit kind of guy. And he's that's just right. going to tell it how it is. And that, that helps us so much too. It's like, okay, perfect. That way there's no like gray area. It's either yes or no. No, right. you can't do this. You're done. Okay, well, great. You know, that way it's, it makes it easy for yeah. us to say, hey, here's the, here's the rules, here's the guidelines, that's it. And have someone like you come and mentor us and, and help us with these events, I mean, it's uh, we can't thank you enough for that, man. It's, well, it's I appreciate awesome. it. No. And, and that's the way it has to be. You know, we, we had an event at Mandalay Bay in Vegas one year. The management comes says there's two teams here that their trucks are still in their spots. And they wanted that place to really look good. Not a single vehicle in your spot. All the tents were in a row. You could stand behind the first pole and couldn't see the last one. Nice. I like and how they roll. They come out and lined it all up. And, and uh, so I go to these teams and I say, guys, you know it said in the team packet, no vehicles in your site. Oh, we got to have them. We got to have them. Or you can't cook. So I just reached in my billfold and pulled out the entry fee. I said, here's your feedback. Leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't want to leave. Okay, you got twenty minutes. Vehicle out of your sight or leave. What do you want to? Do? Yeah. Your choice. <laughs> right. I'll be back in twenty minutes. Yeah. Were they gone? So, nope. They moved their vehicles. There you go. Nice. <laughs> well, those are the barbecue war stories. Those are the stuff that actually happens behind the scenes. That somebody like Arlie and Jean and Kelly McIntosh and Kathleen McIntosh. They're the ones that you know. They have the phone and they're, you know, they get the call from you know the. When, up in Long Beach, when you get the Queen Mary call and they say, hey, yeah. what's going on with your teams? Are they having a disco club out in the parking lot? <laughs> right. Arlie gets that call and Gene and Arlie have to wake up and go down there in their pajamas. <laughs> That's not who you want to yeah. see. You want to see Arlie, Arlie and his thong. It's yeah. not great. Uh, it's, <laughs> not not a great it's a Speedo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's no fun. Uh, fortunately, out of 160 events, I've only had to send one team home. Was that at Long Beach? That was at Long Beach. Oh, nice. I made it yeah. to that one. <laughs> like, I heard all about it the next day. It was fantastic. Ted Cook's one of the nicest guys in the world, but he had a teammate that was just out of control. Yeah. Boozing or? Boozing. Yeah. yeah. He let the adult beverages sort of get to him, and and so we had to send him home, and, and it was a bad day for him. He, he, uh, he let his team down. He let his team down, and, and so – I just asked them to all go in the motor home, and of course Kelly and Kathleen were there, and Gene, and I said, "Day break when you can see to pack up, leave." And by the time we got out there at eight thirty, they were gone. Yeah, we had uh, one at our Spring Valley event. The, was it the first year? What's With that? The, well, we had to oh, yeah. tell a guy that he can't come back oh, yeah. either. It yeah, was, I kicked uh, him out. Bye. See you gone. Had a, kicked him out in the middle of the event. Even had an altercation with his wife. His wife. Yeah, he came down with his girlfriend that he was cheating on his wife with, and then his wife Frowned came, upon. Came, upon. came down. Into it's the, never, never. She, right. she came down to the event. Oh, yeah. The marital dispute on Troy Street didn't didn't work out so well. Yeah, and then we had to just say, hey, 
You're uh, 86. Yeah, we're gonna have to Don't escort you off the the, the fairgrounds ever again. No, never yeah. come back. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate because the world of barbecue brings so many people together, and you create so many friendships, and you know different different avenues you can go, and you know you can just never let those uh, black sheep get in the way, and just get rid of them, and keep the good people, the positive people, keep it going because, like you said, it is growing. It's in Europe, 50 events a year. I mean, it's just going to become such a big thing because it's not that it's easy, but it's like something that everyone can get behind. Everyone well, knows to cook, wants to do it. And, it takes and, a special breed of person and family to like support a barbecue event because it's not something where you go for six hours and you go and you participate in this contest. You're talking about an all day extravaganza. Yeah. I mean, you're you know, I mean, you get we know because we put them on, but even the teams that come out, you know, they have to have wives that support them they have to have family members that support them because they're gone all weekend it's it's you know, a you're lot. gone all weekend you're tailgating you're in camping lot you know you have you have turn-in times you have all these different moving parts that you have to be ready for i mean how much do you think these teams are spending every uh these kansas city barbecue society teams on a weekend they're spending about 800 to a thousand dollars just on meat now easy and that's not counting if they have to get a hotel and or if they have to travel, and gas, food and gas, and travel and all that. But it becomes a big family. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you follow Facebook and you see people break down on the road somewhere. They just go on Facebook and say, "Hey guys, I'm broke down. Can somebody help me?" And all of a sudden, there's ten barbecuers right running to their aid, helping that's them awesome. on the side of the inter. I know I had a yeah. flat on the interstate, and no extra tire, no jack or nothing, and in 15 minutes, I had more tires and jack <laughs> jacked up the whole truck there you go yeah, but, no, uh, we, we we saw that a little bit last year too with just um rhythm and q had a bunch of you know they come in their their van and i mean that thing there's a it's packed it packed full packed. and they did so well they you know they they won so many won trophies so many awards they didn't have room for them yeah, couldn't take there's, the yeti home right? yeah and yeah. other other teams were like hey we'll take it for you and we'll drop it off we're going by arizona yeah. wherever we're going and um but you can see that people are as much as competitive as people are it's still like a family and everyone comes together for a common goal and we're happy that we're able to come together for a common goal and a lot of that's with the charities involved in these events right. and you know it's not about us or uh the teams it's really about being able to give back and uh, can kcbs allows that platform that's that's really exciting for us um to be able to ha have that avenue where we can give back and, and get organizations and training involved and to support the the underprivileged youth it's important for us and to be able to do those things through kcbs and it's it's really cool and I, i'm happy when all the other teams are are excited about it as yeah, well we did that last weekend in McMinnville, tennessee which is another 50 miles uh, from uh, Lebanon, and we had all the teams cooked about 10 pounds of chicken wings on Friday night, and we sold them. And then likewise on Saturday, they cooked two butts each, chopped them, turned them in, and I cooked some ribs and some other butts and beans, and they sold a, a $10 a plate dinner. And then you got to vote on what you thought the best pork was from the teams that had cooked. And we raised about $5,500, and wow. it all went to wow. uh, animal shelters nice. and or children's, you know, homeless or children in needy clothes and stuff like that, backpack right. program for school. Mm -hmm. 
And for for this little community, it that's huge. Fifty five hundred dollars yeah. is a lot of money. We were Absolutely. talking that, about that with the PF UFA yeah. and how they give back. And you don't sometimes you you know we're very fortunate in what we do, and those little things might not we might, might not understand how how important they are to to the person that can't afford it for their chi- their children, and to be able to see the pure uh, joy that you can give somebody when, when you give them those things and that it's truly impacting their life. Yeah. You know, they didn't know how they were going to get a new backpack for their kid. They didn't yeah. understand or know where the, they didn't have an outlet to get pencils and, and all those things for their kids to go to school to educate them. Now you're giving that to them. I mean, there's no money that can, can mm-hmm. take that feeling. I mean, that's just, it's so exciting. That's really what drives Sean and I the most is being able to, to give those things and do those things. That's really where, um, we want to continue to be able to, to grow, and, and it's it's a lot of fun in the meantime. You know, we get to do these things, meet great people, and we we're really excited about it. I know I had a contest in Nashville, and and Smithfield had been a big sponsor, as they are of the one here in Delmar this yep. weekend, and yeah, they gave they us a bunch of meat. Time. And so, the mission in Nashville, they feed like eight or nine hundred meals three times a day, and so every day. As you guys know, the teams cook a lot of meat. They have to turn in enough for six judges. Mm-hmm. So they have a tremendous amount of meat left. Yep. Well, they packaged it all up, brought it to us. We had a reefer truck, had it down there around 33 degrees, and we put it all in there, properly cooled it down. And the mission came each day and got all that meat. And we oh, wow. gave them like 55, in two days, 5,500 pounds of meat. Wow, that's really cool. Plus... The vendors that were there donated their leftover buns and potato salad and cold slaw and and uh, so they got a tremendous amount. I mean, fifty five hundred pounds of meat. Divide that by four. Yeah, that's a lot of meals, guys. Yeah, and uh, uh, so the the little running joke was they got more food from the street I live on because <laughs> Tracy Lawrence, the country singer, lives at the end. And every Thanksgiving, the people of Nashville donate turkeys in the parking lot of the mission, and he deep fries 400 turkeys. Oh, wow. <laughs> and other country stars stop wow. by and hang That's out cool. and sign autographs and stuff. That's and really so, cool. And they've been doing this for seven, eight years now. So wow. started out as 100 turkeys, and this last year it was 400. Yeah. So I have nightmares about turkeys, so I can't <laughs> even think about doing that many turkeys, trying yeah. to do them here and. Uh, we've run into a few issues trying to get everyone's we've had plates and turkey war stories for yeah, sure. But that's that's a hundred to four hundred. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's no, incredible. Is there how many fryers does he have? Oh, he's got a bunch, and they've got some that that they have wires on, and they hook them on there, and they um, can do like ten at a time. Okay. Uh, so, but back to Smithfield, you know, one of the things you know they just became just recently a sponsor uh, to the event, but we talk about marketing. Um, and the digital world that we live in and Facebook and Facebook Live and videos and Instagram and Insta Stories and Snapchat. But uh, shout out to John Doherty, who works for Smithfield. He actually contacted me through Twitter. Derek, okay, I'll give you one. Through Twitter. Twitter did one good thing for us. One okay. good thing. So Twitter, he direct messaged me through Twitter, just introduced himself, said, you know, I work with Smithfield. You know, we'd love to talk to you about ribs. I was like, if you want to talk to me, you got to talk to Gene. So 
if you can get past Gene, then we're all good. And, you know, he exchanged emails with Gene, exchanged conversations. And now we're going to be, you know, providing Smithfield ribs in Cali Comfort. But now they're going to be, they're donating product to help the PC teams cook and to help raise more money for we organizations got it. and training. And it's here. It's at the shop right now. There you now. go. And yep. Harvest Meat stepped up and they yep. went to pick it up. And lots, lots of company. different moving parts. But, you know, it's one of those things, the power of social media and direct messaging and, you know, if you're on there and you're active and you, you listen, you know, it's much better than John coming down and trying to talk to Eric, <laughs> coming in to talk to my general manager on a, on a Tuesday when he's trying to run the restaurant and get the totally. schedule and pay all the bills and say, oh, hey, I want to talk to you about a product. That's probably not the best avenue to uh, We talked to about this in. a while ago and it's like, you know, when, if a, a company wants to come in and talk about their product there's just a way to go about it and it's not about you can't try to force your, your product on anybody and you can't do your due diligence learn about that company learn about what product they're using mm-hmm. then come in and then talk and see if there's there's something you can do and maybe you need to be their number two for a while and just just show that you can you can do it and that's what they did and all of a sudden they became your number one now yeah. you're using them now you're going to buy through us foods and us foods you know we just had on our last podcast we talked right. about transparency and a company that's publicly traded with twenty five thousand employees that's willing to go on to a podcast that's willing to you know post on instagram about you know the del mar event that they're participating in that you know all those moving parts they all have to come together for us to even get ready for this weekend you know, and this weekend's going to be epic. No, it's going to be absolutely incredible. I'm so excited. I'm you know what I'm really fucking excited about. What's that? That we don't have to fucking cook on Friday for opening day. <laughs> <laughs> Last year when we had to do that, that was a fucking nightmare. Uh, so now that we can really focus on the experience that we're going to give people, yeah, what we're going to do. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm ecstatic about it. I yeah, mean, this is what what we live for. These these types of moments and. Um, to be able to do it as efficiently as I feel like we're going to do it. I know there's going to be hiccups because there always are, but I'm really, really excited. Yeah, I mean, we went up on Tuesday. We had we went up to Mighty 1090. I feel with, like I uh, live in Delmar sometimes. With Scott and BR, and I'm driving back with, with Corey, and we're sitting in the car, and you know we're like, oh, you know, I don't know if we're ready for the weekend. You know, We've got all this stuff we've got to do. And I was like, dude, last year on Tuesday, we were at Petco Park for MLB All-Star Game. We yep. were part of a tailgate pepsi tailgate block party on sunday was the what do they do on sunday it's before the home run derby it's like the celebrity 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 event on sunday monday is the home run derby tuesday is the mlb all-star game so we had like pretty much a full pop-up restaurant down there full staff serving you know thousands of people that were coming out and that was on tuesday the day the same week of del mar wednesday we had to go and unload that entire tailgate and then get ready for opening day on friday it's funny because i was still alive right i always tease you about you not being able to say no but it's like (laughs) you you, you tease me the same way it's like we we put so many things on our plate but hey we got through it we got through it but we live and learn man i mean that's that's what's really important is that we learn from from those things and we can either be better staff for them or we can say hey you know that's not going to work this year we really need to focus on this event because our plan is to grow this event, and we we really want to be able to have this event for the longevity of our lives. Well, one I mean, of the biggest things when we first started doing the Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival, Gene would always invite me to other barbecue contests that he was participating and that he was running. And I remember distinctly, you know, Rosie and I going up. 
uh, to one of Arlie's events up at Long Beach. Uh, actually, no, not at Long Beach, at Dana Point. It was one of the first times that I went up to watch Arlie do his thing. And I walked up there, and I remember I, I called you, and I was like, dude, Derek, we have to run events like Arlie, like Arlie and Gene. Like, right. they're out there, and they build a team of great people like the Macintoshes that will go and do the things to help support the event, to support the team, so that the teams know that, hey, the event's going to be run the way that KCBS wants it to be run, um, that if they have any challenges, there's a, a way to communicate those challenges, and that it's going to be a great event for the public. Because, you know, Derek and I, we talk about, you know, on the podcast a lot, the KCBS contests, they're absolutely incredible. But if there's not a public vending component to it, there's no reason for Del Mar, a place like Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, to have KCBS come in because it's way too much work. You know, it's way too much work. And I know one of the biggest challenges that KCBS has and CBBQA has and National Barbecue, any contest it's going to be very difficult because some of the teams that participate in PC feel like they don't have a fair shot at because the teams that are winning are the ones that aren't participating in PC. Right. Right. So what, what tell us a little bit about what, you know, the challenges that teams have talked to you. Well, about. Yeah. Or tell us what your, your thoughts are on, on being able to create an environment where people feel like they can do more PC stuff. Well, at Long Beach, I think I had 50 teams this year, and all but six of them sold barbecue to the public. That's great. And so, you know, we, we can only get about 5,000 in that little park there, and we get them in there. And and so they, I think they went through about 60,000 two-ounce samples. Wow. And so they sell a lot of samples there. And, and so a lot of the teams this year have – bought extra barbecue pits in and they'll have a team that's just doing the cook-off yeah they don't help on the on the other side at all and this year uh the sharpwood team uh were selling to the public and one of the biggest sellers and they won the contest too oh nice so that's good to hear this last year sort of the the tide changed a little wow bit. that's and impressive. so that was really huge for for a group of, of people there to be selling to the public and running two or three lines mm-hmm. and then also have a barbecue pit there cooking to to come in and win the grand championship. Yeah, because it, it's important for us, too, you know, because we, we talk to other barbecue restaurant owners, we talk to other barbecue teams, amateur teams, but they're building their brand. You know, so if you're a PC team, a non-PC team, a KCBS team, an amateur team, like everything that you do is going to be who you are and who you represent. I mean, Arlie Q, that was your barbecue team name. Right. That's the name of your company, right? Right. Arlie Q Events. Arlie Q Events. So you took that and you took that. That's who you are. That's what you represent. And now you're still doing that. Now you're putting on these professional barbecue contests, you know, and Derek and I for Cali Comfort, for Valley Farm, everything that we do, we want to make sure that our brand stays consistent, that we give back, that we put ourselves out there on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat, whatever we can do. And the more that teams that aren't doing PC understand that that PC will actually, and who knows what their end end game is, because maybe they don't want to open up a restaurant or maybe they don't want to have a catering. Maybe they just love competing. But, you know, teams like, uh, who, who, who won last year? For the Peoples? No, rub your meat. Rub your meat. One for people's. Yeah. Um, 
Rhythm and Q. Rhythm and Q. Rhythm and Q. Who yeah. came in second? Um, Big Papa. Yeah, Big Papa. So Big Papa, they do an incredible job with their brand. Dude, they're <laughs> fucked. Like really I, good. I was looking on their website, you know, their website, their social. Like they do an incredible job yeah. with their brand, and they do a great job in contests. You know, but like it takes extra work. Yeah, you know, I mean, it takes I, a I know lot even of rub, your, rub your meat. Even last year, they're like, man, we didn't know that there's gonna be so many people like yeah we're, we're fucking ready next year yeah like you better believe we're, we're gonna bring more people we'll have the whole team doing pc stuff we're gonna be ready for all the all these people you know it's you know? one of those things because we we can sympathize with the teams the most is because we go out there and we put on events and we participate in events guess in, in order to sell more food get you need more labor Labor is going to cost money, or you're going to get a volunteer, and we all know what's going to happen with a volunteer. <laughs> you know what you're going to get. Well, it's a it's 50, be, 50 shot. It's going to be more. It, 30 minutes a, later, they get barbecue sauce on their shirt, and they left. Where's Where's my break time? Right. Like, I'm, I'm Snapchatting over here. When they got mean? a handful of samples from other places, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why aren't you tending the queue, you know? Right. But, but it is hard work, and, and the teams that come to Long Beach, they uh, – I've had a lot of them say, look, we love the PC here because we make enough money that it covers our costs for the next three or four contests yeah. that aren't PC events. Right. But PC events uh, where you're selling to the public has got to be the future of barbecue. It has to be. You can't come with a $100,000 rig and back it in and the public can't see what you can do. Well, yeah, because it for, for us as organizers, it doesn't even make sense because you have such limited space at a place as iconic as Del Mar, you only have so much sexy space for the public to be there. Right. So a non-PC team is going to be put where the public won't even see it. Right. So if they are participating and they are buying a temporary food facility permit, that TFF will cover them for all the events that they do in all of California. Right. As far as, as far as I know, I'd have to check with the San Diego County, but like, you know, a lot of these teams that are coming from Northern California, Central California, if they buy that TFF for the year, that covers them no matter what they do. If they do, a, if they go to a catering or a street fair, if they go to a you know farmers market, a catering, whatever it might be, that's going to cover them. And they're going to have the sidewalls, and they're going to have the hand wash station. They're going to have all the things that they need right. for the entire year. And a lot of teams, they decide that they've won a few awards, and then somebody comes up and says, hey, will you cater this party for 50 Absolutely. people? Absolutely. And they go do it, and like, oh, man, I made a little money there. Yeah. I'm going to do this more often. And, do this more often. And Maybe so, I'll open up a restaurant. And, <laughs> right. and so that that helps me, too, because I work for Old Dickery Pits, and so I sell smokers to them when they move up. So no, absolutely. You, you've got to have the big how did the, commercial uh, free How did that Old Hickory to, relationship start? Because we, Derek and I, I mean, we – we're on Team Old Hickory we're for sure. Hickory and we're for fucking. Sure. You know how did that start? Uh, I think there was a guy in Tennessee that had a certain area there, and he gave it up or he sold another brand or something. And they let him go, and so I just inquired about it because I do have so many contacts in the barbecue industry. Mm-hmm. It's not a big sale for me. It's not like I have to spend no, an hour with somebody. They, they sell, already they, they sell already know sell. what they want. Yeah, they just right. call me to get the best price in the country. Yeah. And so, you know, and I give the barbecue teams a, a really good cut. So people can still contact you, right? Right. I had Perfect. a I had a, a restaurant Ireland. in Nashville come over the other day and he said, I want to look at some pits. I said, Well, I've got two over here. I've got an E L E W and I got a double C T O. And the double C T O is is a 
a newer pit that'll hold a whole hog and you can clean it after you cook in 30 minutes. And uh, I just did a catering for about 300 people with a 180 pound hog. And uh, it was very easy to clean. And so they're coming back next week. They're, they're worried that their product won't taste the same. Seriously? Well, what are they smoking on right now? They have an offset pit, and he's like, "Man, I'm having to go out there every two hours all night and put wood on." I'm like, "Not with this, and you're going to put wood in there one time, and that's it. No more wood because it's so insulated. If you keep adding wood, it's just too smoky." Right. And uh, so I said, "Come over and bring a case of butts. Bring some of the wood that you use. Throw it in there. Come back the next morning." He's like. The next morning, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next yeah, morning, like, you don't got to keep your foot on the, yeah. the door. You don't got to do anything. <laughs> Put it in there, set it on whatever you want to cook it, two twenty or two forty or whatever. Come back ten or twelve hours, it'll be sitting there waiting on you. <laughs> no, that was actually a big uh, transition for me too, because I grew up on offset, and I mean, if if you forgot and your flute was open or something, you come back and all of a sudden your temperature's up or going down i'm like oh my god you know i can cook some really really good stuff if i'm just sitting there but now running the the business and everything i couldn't be out there all the time that's when i'm like i got to figure out something that's a little more convenient right and uh can still give you just phenomenal product and old hickory just solved that problem so well, not only that he was talking about you know after four hours i have to take them off and wrap them in tin foil and i'm like won't be no tin foil on this bit <laughs> no you don't need it he's like we don't have to wrap in tinfoil. I said, no, you go out there at six hours and open it up. Look like it's raining in there. <laughs> right. You don't need no tinfoil. That's actually was a big, big surprise for me too. Just the moisture that it retains in there. It's not like you said, you don't have to, to wrap them. You don't have to do anything. They're not drying out. We, what are we saying? Something? No. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful pit. It took me a little while. And then talking with Gene and Sean, they, pushed me in the right direction and it's been probably the best thing that i've done for our barbecue is to be able because it's con- consistency right the consistency is there all it's the time the quality you know, and the you know what you're getting chef. you know yeah. we know our times we know everything you know we chris our pit master he's he's good with the feel now he understands how things are feeling it's not always just about temperature but you got to feel your meat um no pun intended and you know <laughs> put it but it's always consistent what we do is a very very consistent product so tell us about uh, San Francisco Barbecue Festival. They're they're going to be year two as well, right? No, they uh, couldn't secure the property for year two. No way. Two. They're not no not this year. Not this year. Oh, the, California. The Giants parking lot is what we used. Yes. And it was a huge parking lot, and they they bit off more than they needed to put on the yeah. event, and it was like fifty thousand dollars just oh my God. to rent the parking lot. Wow. And uh good old San Francisco. Yeah, huh? and they couldn't they didn't make very much money. Well, it's a good thing we don't put this so, on at Petco. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cuz I don't think we could fit a $50,000. And you know though. the economy this year has cost us a lot of Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of teams, contests. a lot of contests too. Well, Dana, California Dana points not coming back, and Mesquite's not coming back, but Mesquite's not coming back because of PC. Yeah, really. They're giving away forty thousand dollars, where the teams go there wanting to win that ten thousand dollar grand championship. Yeah. Right? So they don't want to mess with PC. So they don't want it. So they don't do PC. And, and so we would have one or two teams, but 
there again, like one of your events, they were out of food in an yeah, hour. Right. Absolutely. And it's not, it wasn't so much the people in the casino. It was that the town there after five or six years were coming to eat barbecue. Yeah. And now it's gone in an hour. Yeah. And, and it's they, create, and they, it creates a bad, a bad, bad reputation for the event. I mean, I know how I feel. If someone teases me with barbecue, then all of a sudden I don't get it. Yeah, not, you get there I'm and you're not, like, what do you mean? I'm not very so, happy. so the casino didn't want to get, didn't want the bad name in the city. No, so I get they it. sort of pulled the plug on it. But, but, and uh, Dana, they, uh, they just stopped off. Well, theirs was more of a council thing that they claimed the city was going broke, which we all know that's not true. That's not true. Dana Point's the nicest city I've ever seen. (laughs) It's unbelievable. So they had a a couple young guns run for the council, and they wanted to cut everybody's budget. So they cut a lot of events there. Did they? But the park's still there. I've secured the park if I can get the funding. Uh, So I'm sort of looking at next March to maybe do something there. Nice. And so they've agreed to give me the park and the liability insurance, and we'll see. So we just need sponsors to step up to put on, keep these events alive. I don't think that we need a whole lot. I looked at their budget, and they they used way too much of everything. Mm -hmm. It was an overkill. They had a nice dinner. I think you've attended the dinner. Oh, unbelievable! For the, for the team, yeah, but that dinner is like nine thousand dollars. Jesus, yeah. And you don't have to do that. It's no. nice, and it's what built that event. Mm-hmm. Sure, but that's a lot of money to spend for a dinner if you're trying to cut the budget some. Well, I think the teams would understand too. If you're like, "Hey, do you guys want this event, or do you guys want fucking dinner? If you want dinner, we can't yeah. do it anymore. If you're you okay, know, they took no all dinner. the they or took can, all the teams you, well watching. That was one of the perks. Yeah, you know, they take them well watching. I mean, so, we we love to. I'll get show the you team. a video of some whales on the on the TV. <laughs> That's uh, we, all we, we can. Dang, I think y'all look like whales. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that, that ain't no lie. Uh, so, for people that want to uh, learn more about Arlie, you can they can come to your website, Arlie Q Events, ArlieQEvents dot com, and you do catering. I do catering, and uh, if you wanna if you want a barbecue cook off in your area, send me an email, and yep. And I can at least put you in the right direction, whether I run it or not, and give you the ins and outs. Um, when are you going to do what, those hams again? Uh, the hams are actually in the, in the smokehouse right now. And, oh. and day before yesterday, uh, I'm, I'm still learning what they want to judge hams. But I picked out a ham, took it home. You know, if you ever cured a ham, after so many months, it gets moldy and crusty, and so you take it home and clean it all up. So I entered one in the county fair, which is the, the largest fair in our state. And so I entered one the day before I flew out here. So we'll see whether it does any good or not. Everybody seems to like the taste, and I'll ship you guys some. Um, but I won't pull the rest of them out till late October, early November. Nice. nice. Definitely, we're going to have to bring some of those in. I love them. They're fucking awesome. So this is a huge weekend, um, Del Mar Barbecue State Championship. The podcast is going to come out on Friday. We want to have as many people as possible come out. Uh, tickets are available at DelmarDMTC.com. Uh, if you just go there, you can buy VIP tickets that get you early entry at 12 p.m. It gets you four tasting tickets, or you can just buy general admission um, that gets you in at 1 o'clock. It's open to all ages. Uh, we've got... Man, we've got some heavyweights. I'm so, yeah. so, and if so you just excited. Wanna, if you're, you're just curious about barbecue, come on out. I mean, if it's just something that you... We have cooking demonstrations. Cooking KC, demonstrations. KCBS is going to be out there. What's Tell us about the Great American Cookout. What, what do they do? Great American Barbecue uh, Cookout Tour will be there, and they'll be giving out samples. 
and uh, they'll have a little mini stage and, and be talking about barbecue and then they'll have some samples for you of some products that are that are on the trailer so yeah it's just great for for education like i said if you just want to understand barbecue a little bit more if you think you're good and you want some tips we're always very transparent with everybody come out um if i can i'll be able to talk with you and walk you through our station and, and show you what we're doing um help you out in any way you can and sample some good cue we um can't thank everyone enough for uh listening to everything that we're doing and and uh if you oh, need awesome. stickers, if you need behind uh, the smoke stickers, Cali stickers, Valley Farm stickers, whatever you guys well, want. Well, thank you guys for listening. It, uh, it means the world to us. And if you can't make it this year to Del Mar, hopefully, if we do our jobs right and we make uh, we make the teams happy and we make Arlie and Gene and KCBS happy and Craig is happy with us up at the track, then we'll be putting on the event again next year. And no matter where you where you are in the world. We want you to come out. There's no better place to be um, in the summertime than Del Mar. Arlie, are you, uh, you got your shorts ready? I got my shorts ready. I'll be signing autographs. You'll be like signing it. autographs? Nice. I like that. Um, so, yeah, if you, if, you, uh, if you make it out, please let us know. Um, follow us, Barbecue War Stories, on Twitter. Uh, tweet at Derek Marceau. Derek, Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over his account here pretty soon. Uh, so tweet bad. at Arlie. Arlie actually tweets more than Derek, so that's sad. What uh, it's Arlie Q on Twitter. Yep, Arlie Q. Uh, he's also on Instagram. It's also on Facebook. Uh, follow him. Check out the show notes. Uh, write us a review. We appreciate that. Um, we're really excited. We can't wait to see all of our, all of our friends, all of our teams, uh, the first year teams. We've got Ferns Barbecue. He's going to be coming out. Um, His first event. I talked to him yesterday. First event. Yeah. He's pretty uh, pumped we're, and nervous. And and but him, he he's also got a team that's doing just BC. That's awesome. So he, he's got his team. That's you know they got their uh, categories already down, and there's another team that's coming in to do PC. So his first time doing a KCBS event very he's gonna cool. do pc too so it'll be pretty yeah. exciting we even got scott we even got scott kaplan to come out and vlog vlogging he's gonna be vlogging for the mighty 1090 he's gonna be excited about that he's gonna be exciting we got sam the cooking guy coming out he's gonna be doing a facebook live demonstration We've got a lot of really cool things happening and uh get to come out and enjoy the races it's gonna be awesome uh, I think Derek, check out Derek needs to bring a hog out there and show us how to break down a hog oh i will let's uh, add I'm not, that i'm not scared about that let's add that if let's I add, it, one, add it to the timeline yeah if I <laughs> Derek likes to see his name on the you timeline got, you got 60 seconds to show yeah us. yeah 60 seconds i broke i broke down a full moose in 16 minutes from kill i harvested in, in 16 minutes skinned it muscled quartered up onto the argos awesome yep. that was a dream right nope you did it so yeah uh, also check out kansas city barbecue society check out their website so you can learn more about it's really the the nfl the sanctioning body for uh barbecue and what they're doing around the world it's just it's really cool and if you become a member and you get the bullshit then you can uh see uh, a bunch of cool stuff about arley all the all, all the articles about what what equipment's out there teams you know people like old hickory um all these amazing companies that are supporting barbecue teams, barbecue restaurants, uh, caterers, and other businesses. So yeah, and shout out to all the dessert vendors too that are coming. Oh come yeah, for sure, that's come out. huge. That's uh, that's exciting. We got I think Hammond's Ice Cream, the Incredible Cheesecake Company, San Diego's Finest Donuts. Awesome. My there. wife is fired up about the desserts. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking fired up about the desserts. Do you know how to tell an organizer that's experienced in the dessert category? Yeah, he has a pocket full of forks. <laughs> 
snarky jokes at all. I love it. Uh, well, Arlie, thank you for your time. We're going to have a kick-ass time. Uh, follow follow Bet on Barbecue on Instagram. Hashtag Cor- Bet on Barbecue. Corey is well. going to be very active with some Arlie videos um, because they're epic and they're hilarious. you got to check them out. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. See you on Sunday. See ya.